Hello and welcome to the Race FF podcast. Recording mobile from uh, my way back from Laguna Seca. Um, I was out there this weekend with uh, Grid Life, Grid Life Festival. First time they've done a festival in the West Coast. First time for me to go to a Grid Life festival. And uh, this is going to be the first time recording while driving. So I have, um, I did take my Ace Gen uh, Civic to the event. Um, it was pretty dope. Um, a, lot of, a lot of stuff happened. Um, it, was, it was a wild event. It's so much, uh, so much to talk about and so much to really go uh, through. Uh, apologies for how loud it is inside this car. Um, as I can tell from the readout off on the right, as I try not to look at it too much, from uh let me see there we go i i think this this will be the way that i hold the, the uh mic for the rest of the show hopefully this will be uh usable <laughs> um but yeah so um we i went to grid life so for the longest time we've been talking about how having a festival an event over here in grit in the west coast was something that i was super jealous of the people over in the midwest and east coast because east coast has a hyperfest uh, along with uh grid life events when they do lime rock midwest has of course gingerman their essential nationals if you will because that is their big show and um you know us in west coast um to our own fault our organizations never really uh pushed for something like that to be consistent i know that hyperfest was done in uh, i believe sonoma at one time according to um the the man himself uh jack cabetto um so that is um that is the first time it's happened um, in terms of having like an event like this, but this one was pretty dope. Um, so, what happened? What what was going on? And how how was I involved? So, uh, naturally, um, I have been working with uh, Grid Life, becoming one of their instructors, and this opportunity. Uh, came up and I had the opportunity to nominate some uh, some people who I felt would be not only um, competent drivers but would also have the right mindset in my opinion um, to be an instructor and work with um, you know the rule set that uh, grid life has for um, what they want for instructors and what they are are looking for and you know experience counts for for a certain amount but the right attitude i think is uh huge um so there were a couple people who i've asked and finally i got um three people um to come all the way up to laguna to drive the track and um 
really be an instructor and uh, I was very lucky and fortunate to get three people who I think are awesome individuals and really very helpful to be um, instructors so I got of course uh, the homie from Honda Challenge Carlos Valenzuela uh, to instruct and he was out there with the Ryaction car the Ryaction EF um, the homie um, of course Kelvin Ariola um, drift drifter uh, turn grip uh, grip racer he, he's I think he has a knack of being able to have the best um, mindset to go out there and be um, just like a positive vibe. Anybody who uh, knows me and is um, seen his videos on YouTube know that hanging out with Kelvin is always a freaking vibe. Like he's always awesome and having him as an instructor out there you know he was a bit nervous about it and you know uh, of course he has a lot of that imposter syndrome and whatnot but um i think he's a very talented driver and very um i i just think he's he's the right attitude like i want somebody who if it was my first time being an uh a student i would want them to be my instructor and you know um, Calvin, Carlos, uh, what more can I say about them? And then another person, someone who I've known for a long time, um, ran with the circles of uh, people that I know, um, and essentially, like, has been instructing with a more um, budget oriented uh, track day organizations and. I think he has essentially the the right attitude um, and you know the type of person who, who I think would be a perfect fit for instructing over um, with grid life and that was um, R Rafael Guerrero um, known on Instagram as JDMFD with of course his JDMFD um, rx7 he took um uh, first place at streets um in the street category at streets of willow uh the grid um the grid life uh, time attack uh, competition so i felt like we had a good bunch of people i wanted to bring a couple more people but you know things you know are what they are sometimes people can't uh, make it and you know instructing it, it is work and oftentimes like it seems like it's gonna be an easy thing and the way that grid life does it without doing right seat instruction um it's like you you essentially have a lot of people that you're kind of looking at for more of the event and i could see how it can be a little bit intimidating um, because you're no longer having just the one student and you're having multiple students that you're looking at corner to corner, checking out on people, seeing like, hey, how's this person doing? How's that person doing? So it, it can be a little bit more um, intense in terms of like multiple students. But the good thing about it is that it's not as intense as going in a car 
and possibly going off. So that danger is completely nullified. And, you know, Gridlife really threw their best effort at doing this event at Laguna. Um, they um, weren't able to promote it as well as they could because uh, they weren't able to get, like, um, the all of the uh, agreements done in in a reasonable time not grid life's fault it was just like scheduling things and the types of issues that they're not really um they're they're, they're out of their hands in, in that sense so you know adam chris from grid life you guys made an amazing event and i was there with another um Honda Challenge racer, um, older guy who's uh, been around for a while, had a, uh, had a EF, uh, hatch, and he competed in H4, and, um, we lovingly call him Duma, uh, Vietnamese, uh, brother, and super cool guy, um, but I, I just know him as Duma from Duma Motorsports. Anybody who's uh, Vietnamese or knows Vietnamese uh, <laughs> will we'll get a chuckle out of that name. And, you know, um, we were talking about it, and I'm like, you know, bro, like, this is wild. Like, we're here at this event, and we're the oldest people here. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like, we're the oldest people here. And it's a big dichotomy change because normally at other events we are kind of like the younger people there so to see um as i look at it as i see it the future in terms of having more of a younger crowd involved and just seeing how like grid life does this thing where they pull from all of these like bubbles that are made in socal and norcal of like people who normally run with NASA, SCCA, or any other group, and really, really make it a home for all of these people to meet. And you know, there's like so many people that I normally don't see at a track day because you know there's, you know, different uh, different groups. So I I was able to see Ty win. Uh, from the Texas region racing the GLTC and his uh, K24 powered um, FRS and um, seeing people like Il Willem uh, from um, you know uh, Speed Ventures Jared Jared Reyes from uh, Ibok also races Speed Ventures um, what was it there, there was just so many so many people from uh, different orgs and I mean, mind you, hanging out with Graham Downey uh, from NorCal NASA. I mean, like having it, it feels good to go all around and meet people and, you know, hang out and see people who you may not normally get to see. I had a chance to, um, ugh, that's kind of loud. <laughs> Uh, I had a chance to hang out with uh, Mike Kojima, got to talk to uh, Dai Yoshihara for a second. Um, and again, like all of these people aren't at um, 
all of these events are, aren't usually at events at the same time. And of course you see like Tom O'Gorman and everyone else involved with that, uh, Andy Smittergaard uh, being out there. So like it's, it's a good um, mix. Uh, I just enjoyed it, you know, like the, the vibes are just dope and seeing so many young people, like a lot of young people showing up for the event. And look, I get it. It's not like there's giant A-listers or like, you know, like crazy DJs and EDM stuff going on that's like, you know, big big names but you know the the names that are there they're they're pretty cool like it's it's pretty nice and to see t-pain out there that's pretty freaking dope like seeing t-pain out at a at a track event like i i think if you were to tell me like back in college hey you're gonna go to a track event and t-pain's gonna be performing i'm like that sounds really weird like i don't get it but seeing how he's been like part of a part of the um, drift community and how how much he's like built himself up there and really like cut his teeth out there, um, learning and getting better and drifting his Mustang and all the cars that he has and of course the the new single that he's uh, dropped with um, hurt um, I guess his hurt lifestyle. Um, what's it called the uh baby got brat <laughs> the arc seven song that that thing's funny man like that's dope like it's kind of cheesy but at the same time like it's dope like you know as car people we we usually especially track people we don't get really kind of i i would say like mainstream attention but like just even regular attention for uh, what we do, and I th I think we do like really cool and dope stuff, you know, slick stuff, neat stuff. Um, but it, it's it's kind of like it feels like you are being acknowledged, and that that feeling of being acknowledged is pretty freaking dope, and I I enjoy it. It's it's just nice to be at an event where things are are well are well ugh, are well um, organized, well set up, and you can tell that the organization level is super high, and so many moving parts, so many moving parts. Like there were ugh, there was. Um, two racing groups uh, for this event it was grid life um grid life gltc um so gltc you know what i mean <laughs> um but yeah gltc and we had um rush sr oh i think or rush um the these little so it they're like the smallest little kit cars um they're single seaters they make about 140 horsepower and they weigh a thousand pounds so i forget um what was the exact comparison but they were talking about holy crap this road is horrible um 
they were talking about how the horsepower to weight ratio on those things was equal to that like of a uh, GT3 RS or something cup car or something like that I forget exactly what the comparison was but it was wild so um, those things were like a hoot and I think um, when we were looking at the lap times at um, at Laguna they were doing about a 134 if I remember correctly so that was pretty dope and that's pretty freaking quick because if you remember um, when the Honda Challenge H2 National Championship was out they did uh, I believe it was 144 I think uh, was Baker's best time um, I could be wrong. I think he may have done a 143. I'm not sure. Um, again, I'm driving, so I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> so, um, you know, I arrived Friday after work, and it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, I, I try and pack up the night before so that I can just get ready and go. And, of course, I got off of work, got home, played with the doggo, and drove and dude it it was it it always is the scenario where you run a minute or you you're always like okay i'm gonna leave at this time it's i i get off of work i'll give myself half an hour uh to get to the house and then from the house i should be able to leave in like 15 minutes and of course not i left an hour later I was planning to leave like around 4 o'clock because I was uh, done from work like at four, uh, 3.20 because I went in really early and I didn't leave until 5 o'clock which puts me on a 4 hour and 10 minute trip back which is what was it like so four hour, 10 minute uh, trip. So I left at five. That put me at the track at 930. And I got there and of course it was a mad dash to kind of figure out where I was going to sleep. So I ended up being a, a, um, a sleeping bag and um, my little pillow and uh, some Harbor Freight blankets because i asked um adam and he's like yeah you can you can crash in my trailer and i'm like bet man like i'm down like i'm ratchet as hell i'm going by myself if it was me and caroline we would have had to have a motel or hotel or something something decent for her so that she's not you know burnt out and you know when it's just me i'm like uh, i'm gonna go as ratchet as hell but thankfully um the homie carlos had a had gotten a room and um i think um carla was oh no not i think but carla had her friend um coming over and kind of being like her support for for the weekend um so it was them two sharing a room so um Carlos had a place for me to stay and I'm like dude fuck yeah 
I get warm water and a, a shower. Like, this is dope. Like, I'm down. I am about it. So, um, when I arrived, I wasn't able to get in contact with Carlos. So, I'm like, shit, I need to find plan B. And plan B was uh, to find Adam. And mind you, I arrived at 9 something, 9.30. And it is freaking dark. Super dark at freaking uh, Laguna and dude like I get there and I'm driving around and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm like man like I don't see any friendly faces like I didn't see anybody that I knew and as I'm driving around I hear hey hi me and I I stop the car and I back up and there it is Um, I see his silly goofy face freaking Chibay um, being out there so I get up give him a, a big old hug and um, we start talking and we end up talking to the guy uh, that was running those uh, rush uh, kit cars and um, he was like talking them up about like how easy they are apart and you know they run 13 inch wheels they have like a pretty big sidewall so that's kind of interesting and they essentially like fit or like to get almost like a turnkey um car it is um i think he said it was like forty thousand that you would pay for that and i think you know for a track capable vehicle and i mean it was doing 135s at laguna seca that's no slouch so to give you an idea i think the club tr guys were doing like 139 was the fastest uh lap so this thing was still five seconds faster than like a club tr guy so their driver so i i think that's really freaking impressive so um as as that went through we were talking and i finally got a message back from carlos so I was able to connect with him and uh, get me a nice uh, place to sleep. Um, I, I was going to say a nice warm place to sleep, but holy Jesus. It got so cold that night. It felt like the freaking room was haunted. Like Carlos was like, dude, it's fucking cold. Like we were we were out, um, out not that far from the track. I think it was like a 15 minute drive. And dude like it got cold like at one o'clock it felt like the freaking room dropped like 10 or 15 degrees i don't know if the window next to the bed uh, like had bad insulation or what was going on or was like a single pane glass uh window but dude the temps would just drop really hard like both of us were like dude this is freaking cold as shit so I was able to use my sleeping bag and uh, stay with him. And um, Saturday, I went out in the time attack group, uh, Club TR, um, set up the car. I, again, I didn't really care to go out and drive the Silver Civic out on track in terms of like, oh, I want to go out and do like fast laps or whatever. Um, for two reasons one um, it's still my daily um, and you know 
I the the lap time really wouldn't mean a lot to me in terms of like going out there and doing like a quote unquote good lap time, but like to me, I, I was just there to like kind of hang out and help Adam do the best that he could uh, with his uh, with his uh, event. Like again, the goal for me was to do what I can to help Grid Life do better and hopefully make this this event a success. I don't know. I don't know if it did end up being a success um, by their standards. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But but um, to me um, I, I looked at it as a success because um, it again it has so many young people there and with our motorsports um, organizations being what they are currently here in SoCal it or in even California like dude it's it's really it's really hard to get young people out here and what grid life was able to do uh was bringing so many young people and so many spectators is kind of wild and again they had drifting going on and that was pretty freaking awesome seeing people drifting the corkscrew and drifting the entire track like that is wild that is pretty dope so all of those things uh, combined is it's just freaking awesome. And to me, I'm like, am I really going to go out there and do a hard lap or like post a good lap? No, the car's not a competitive vehicle out there. And, you know, like it, it was so much out of my realm of like, oh, I want to go out there and do a fast lap um, that I didn't even put my track pads on. Because I'm like I'm not I'm not trying to go fast, and um, to me uh, I was just like let me just go around and take a look at this track. It's a historic track. I think it's you know what many people consider a world famous track due to uh, games like Gran Turismo and all of the uh, hype that you get from you know being a, a, a a premier track and going on the sim with Kelvin and driving it I was like okay I kind of get uh, an idea of it and guys I have to admit like I went out there and Laguna Seneca freaking humbled me like it was a kick hard in my stomach of like how tight it is because I'm not really used to seeing that much of a tight course and of course I've driven out at um, Sonoma which has like walls on the side um, but Laguna to me in certain parts feels very claustrophobic and that it's not very wide and like I went out there and I was just like completely like just off pace and going like holy crap like 
this is a very technical tight and very flowing track like you have to kind of connect things um to get a, a good lap time around there and it's not an easy track i don't think it's an easy track at all like mentally i i think it really does challenge you kind of um mentally challenging you around the same level as like or probably higher than um big willow to me i th i think those are mentally challenging tracks um really dealing with everything out there uh i know everybody talks about the corkscrew but for me it was more of like turn six turn six and turn four like those track those corners are like really really fast and one thing that you know the uh sim really didn't do a good job in uh in showing was was um the front straight so when you're going on the front straight there's a hill and when you get to the crest of the hill the rear end especially like on a front wheel drive gets really light and it's light enough that i felt it kind of like almost not get loose but take like a, a step because as you're going over this crest you're also like turning ever so slightly to the left so it's not a proper straight where you're gonna be going straight over and then um and having your wheels pointed straight it's more like you're going over this crest and it's a little bit of a turn um, and it is a blind crest, so it it is a gut check, man. It, I, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it is psychologically a really big uh, gut check. And I went out there with my street paths. I did a full session, and I I was like, well, let me let me follow um, the Sunday Cup cars because at least I know that. I should be able to keep up with them easily um, based off of the power differential. Um, but, like, man, like, the, the commitment through some of those corners, it, it is it is real. And then on and off camber uh, movements are... Man, I, I don't know how to, how to, how to describe it. it. It is something that the sim does, just doesn't do... Uh, justice like that track it demands a lot of respect and if you go out there thinking otherwise like no and it is extremely heavy on uh, braking like the braking zones are rough so I have the StopTech ST40 um, I believe it's the ST41 kit um, and or is it the ST40 I forget I think it's the ST40 um, it's the popular one that a lot of people make the manufacturer, um, what is it, the, the Porsche 986 caliper um, designed, so like the pad slides in, and it is um, a two-piece rotor, um, but yeah, like, I went out there with the street pads, and dude, like, for some zones, I would go into, like, 
marker three and start to push at marker three for braking zones and nah it, it was not happening i i could slow the car down but i couldn't stop it is the best way that i could describe it so the um street paths that i have which are like the daily driving paths just were not cutting in and i came out in a Honestly, my confidence was really, really shot on that. And after that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to go out. Um, mainly because I missed the first qualifying session for uh, Club TR. And then the second qualifying session, that's the one that I went out in. And I did like a garbage time of like a 204. I really couldn't even push on um, any of the uh, braking zones uh, at all in my opinion and for those that don't know like the ace gen civics even though it is a civic it's still really heavy so with me in it it's about 3050 pounds with uh, three quarters of a tank and i had a full tank at that point so it, it she was heavy she was heavy out there so yeah, it, it, it was it was really uh, intimidating. In many ways, I wish I had my EG out there because I feel like in the EG, being a, being a lot smaller than the um, Ace Gen is and having all that safety there, um, I, I think I would have felt a little bit comfortable, a little bit more comfortable in that vehicle on like some 660s um, going around that track. So yeah, it, it, it was, it was a, a really humbling experience. Um, so yeah, my hat's off to people that race that track. Like it's not an easy track. It's um, very weird. It's, uh, it's got its own little flavor to it. And yeah, it is, it is not an easy track. and. Uh, for those of you who think, oh, yeah, it's just like the sim, like, nah, man. The sim just doesn't do it justice. It feels claustrophobic to me um, in terms of, like, what I'm used to. So I think it shows um, that, at least for me, I need to go back over there, hopefully in the EG, and do some track events so we'll see we'll see what happens there um so that ended up the quality qualifying session for club uh tr and time attack and you know carlos went out there did a 141 in his uh in not his but um in the right action team's um ef hatch and you know that thing was just freaking killing it like that thing um was was doing really well there was so many like little hiccups in terms of uh like braking issues we found that the shims were uh on the wheelwoods weren't like correctly spaced out so the caliper were upset or offset was like off so essentially what ended up happening was that the pads on the inside of the caliper were 
extremely tight and the pads on the outside um, part of the caliper where the rotor faces out those things were super loose so under braking he would essentially be braking super hard on the far left um, or on the inside of the rotor so yeah not not ideal um, I'm guessing that what probably happened and this is something that Carlos and I were, were talking about that when someone assembled it the pads were probably used so they did it without putting um, the um, shims in there and if you don't put the shims in there like the caliper um, so the way the caliper mounts to the knuckle you need to put some shims to get it to move to the side of it and if you don't do that then what ends up happening is that you your your thing is not not centered so yeah not ideal um it it is uh still having some growing pains um and i mean they're doing a lot of changes they literally swapped in an engine um and it's like all of these things kind of last minute so i think once they start um being able to hone in on the car setup and making it reliable though they're, they're going to be extremely fast i mean to have a coilover company uh backing the car and having their engineer being able to address issues is such a freaking next level um thing and from the most part from the video that i saw and if um, you get a chance to look up a CBR underscore nine, uh, 49 I think it is or 45 I forget which one uh, Carlos uh, Valenzuela's um, Instagram is um, check it out and you'll see um, his his in-car footage and the car is set up really well so that thing's going to be a little rocket um, I'm looking forward to seeing him um, and Ryaction compete with that car in uh, Honda Time Attack Challenge uh, next year with uh, Speed Ventures. So that was pretty much all of um, all of uh, what was it? Um, all of Saturday. Um, Carla was having some issues with um, like the Falcon 660s that she had where they just felt a bit greasy and you know like I, I don't know exactly what was going on because she put stickers on there and yeah she was just having some issues trying to play pace oh sorry that was a yawn um and you know it is what it is you, you sometimes can't get the performance that you want and again that track is very tricky so um yeah she she really really wasn't able to improve on her time but um you know still did a very respectable uh lap time of uh, 145 um i know there was more in it and um i think uh, carla and i were both talking about how um the paths that uh we used for that event were probably not the best <laughs> um 
thankfully though i i did put different paths and um i was all set to go out again on sunday um but i ended up hearing like a weird grinding noise and essentially when i went and i checked it it was you know freaking fender liner on there and i didn't know but it it just sounded really horrible it sounded like metal um a metal grinding so i made the call not to go out on sunday until i like addressed it and got a chance and remember i'm out there to instruct so i was going to take a look at the car only after i was able to go and um do the instruction um per grid life um setup which is to um yeah this is kind of a rough part of the road um which is uh to go to different corners and give feedback on different cars um and yeah that was uh that was on my call maybe you know as a racer's excuse and uh probably fairly in in fair fairness it, it probably was but i i just didn't want to hurt the silver civic it is my daily and i don't want to hurt it so i i I just felt like you know for right now let let's just get this car situated well and um we should be able to go ahead and um and make it back home my my goal is still to make it back home and then hopefully three hours and 20 minutes from where i am right now um i'll be home um so the next part was uh honestly gltc racing and seeing them racing i mean when you're there it's kind of hard because (laughs) you grid life does such a good job on um doing the visual for it so hold on give me a second guys readjusting the mic so grid life does such a good job filming and um showing video that it's really hard to kind of compare that to being there in person because in person you can't see the whole track like you can see it in jltc so or seeing it in the live broadcast for GLTC so when when we were out there watching it it was uh, me and uh, Duma watching the final race and holy crap did they not disappoint and shout out to freaking Ben Thorne out there led the entire race the entire race gapping people and you know um he was able to just like stay ahead the entire race this was of course the last race of gltc and gltc season so um for for him that really showed um i think in my opinion that he as a driver had the 
has the pace, has the driving um, etiquette and um, racecraft needed to stay ahead and um, finish a race um, in, in, in the top spot. That being said, disaster struck. So, um, I was watching and taking video, and later on I talked to uh, Ben about this. Because, um, again, <laughs> I was I ended up being uh, pitted next to uh, the Bens um, from Gears and Gasoline. And I, I got to uh, meet... Um, someone uh very near and dear to me uh a a person who has uh literally helped me get apart from my uh race car build um which is um evan evan from uh oh man i i do so poorly in um remembering people's instagram handles and again i'm driving so i can't look at it um uh, so yeah i'm sorry but evan evan was a super cool guy <laughs> that has, i've been following and he has a beautiful beautiful silver uh dc2 integra and that thing is just gorgeous it's uh k-series powered i think currently he's rocking one of uh jackie's old engines so yeah, Evan. I, I don't know the last name. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna go ahead and uh, uh, try and say it because I, I just don't remember it. I could look it up, but you know, driving. So let's not do that. And um, what's it called? Uh, so he was also there with the Benz and a couple other people who were out there. Um, you know, competing in various grid life uh, categories, but. It was after, um, it was at the white flag at the last race where going back through the start-finish line, Ben's pace started to go way, way down. So he was leading with like, God, what was it? He probably had like, three car lengths on uh, second place and honestly like I thought he had it barring a mechanical it seemed like Ben had it his first podium or rather his first uh, GLTC win and it was going to be the last one it's like a complete storybook ending but sadly car got stuck in fifth gear it seems i could be wrong about that but i i remember him being saying that it got stuck in gear or something because he was Ill, still able to come back and cross the start finish line but yeah like that was it like white flag last lap sad sad scenario and for ben it's even worse because you know he's been from gears and gasoline so he has people everybody knows him everybody sees him and when he goes uh back um back to his um back to his grave spot he's swarmed by people 
they're all like, oh, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? And I think Evan, um, the the guy with the very beautiful DC2 Integra, um, popped the hood open on uh, Ben's car, and he was one of the people working on it, and they looked. And sure enough, one of the pins. So if you don't know K-Series, they have shifter cables, and keeping one of the shifter cables uh, on there they use these pins and these pins um, kind of like on the old school Hondas where you have two rods the one that actuates and the other one that moves these are similar in the sense that uh, you have two um, two um, connection points where they actuate and move forward and back um, so yeah, this um, this one, essentially one of the pins worked itself out and flopped out. So I think the pins were probably installed backwards is what I heard someone say, but who knows? I don't know how you can install the pin backwards or I'm not sure how that happens. But, you know, mad props to Ben Thorne being able to hold first place for that long and the only thing that hold you back or that stopped you was a mechanical, you know, it, it shows that you as the driver are not the issue. And now you just need to make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure that you have that settled. And for all intensive sake, he is at very least a top five um, finishing uh car and driver combo so watch out next year i think ben thorne is going to be doing uh pretty well and i i think uh laguna seca like laguna seca really does help uh front wheel drive cars um and that is really tight and technical so the corvettes uh, weren't really able to dominate too much that being said, of course, the winner of the race uh, was, um, what was it? Oh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. I think it's Mesa, Misha, Mesa, something. Mesa, Gamasa, blah, 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 no, no. Yeah, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Again, I would do it, but um, driving, as you guys are well aware from all this noise. So... This guy um, ended up winning um, the um, the Grid Life Weekend. Um, he has, I believe, he was originally driving a Miata. Super young kid. I, I don't think he's even allowed to drink yet um, because he's not old enough. And um, the guy won GLTC at Laguna like badass. He was driving a Corvette, so overall win he was able to win but um freaking um ben still deserves a lot of acclamation for or, or deserves a lot of uh, praise for what he did on that last race it was really spectacular and I, I know that he'll he'll do he'll continue to do well in the future so that was pretty much saturday sunday we did uh we were going to do lead follows. My car was making a weird grinding sound, so I didn't do it and essentially um, had to duck out and was using just a corner and corner. Um, 
you know, checking and verifying. So, yeah, like, it it was a great event. I really enjoyed it, you know, hanging out with all of my friends and seeing a lot of track people and, you know, just the all overall atmosphere was freaking dope. And, you know, it seems like Adam had a good time. <laughs> And it seemed like the grid life people had an okay time there. So, um, I'm really happy and I'm really stoked that I got an opportunity to represent, um, some SoCal drivers and some SoCal instructors. And I'm just really, really thankful that I had an opportunity to be part of such an amazing event. And because of that, you know... I'm able to, you know, be part of something that I think is uh, really impressive and that I really enjoy. So, to me, I think for the time being, um, I'm going to continue supporting Grid Life whenever they come out um, west. I'll be instructing and getting, making sure that I do my part and making sure that Grid Life. Um, is a success here in the west coast um as for what else i'll be doing of course is going to be uh speed ventures um i know carlos and the reaction people are looking to compete with that so yeah next year um looks like i'll be doing uh, some speed ventures event with the honda time attack challenge and you know i'm really looking forward to meeting and hanging out with everybody out there um definitely gonna be new I'm a little nervous um, so yeah um, probably looking at doing maybe a little bit of a spicy cam on the um, D series and then adding a chip tune so to make it a little bit more fun um, out there at button willow and we'll see we'll see what happens um, I don't think I'll be super competitive in the class but I just want to go out there and learn and drive and get my car um, up to a what I think is a, a respectable pace and um, you know we'll see if maybe with the Porsche Owners Club or maybe even SCCA I don't know um, ends up a, being an opportunity for wheel to wheel as for now guys thank you for listening to me ramble on with horrendous freaking um <clears throat> horrendous freaking uh audio noise uh thank you for that it, it really means a lot to me it means a lot um to all the it means a lot to me to have so many of you that listen and there are so many other people that i bumped into um out at the event that I just can't like um, give enough credit for uh, someone like a random person who um, I think um, was following me because of Ghostworks uh, interview um, helped me find a freaking rock that got lodged in my alternator pulley so it was like freaking eating in one of my ribs on the uh, serpentine belt so you know just like little things like that are, are freaking awesome and I I'm very thankful um, to be 
having these opportunities and being able to elevate people who I think uh, should be elevated to um, being part of uh, Grit Life, which I think is an awesome uh, venture. Um, as for now, guys, thank you. Thank you to um, all the listeners, and um, I will see you next Monday. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe. Yeah. I missed the button. I'm not looking because I'm driving. All right. Thanks, guys.